Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. If you enjoy this episode, we'd love it if you could rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt. I'm here to tackle your emotional issues and dispense the tough love that your friends are too polite to give. On this week's Dear Viv, how to cope brilliantly as a freelancer. Dear Viv, after years of working in a full-time role, I've handed in my notice to go freelance. I'm really excited about the new opportunities waiting for me, but I'm also quite terrified of what's to come. I've heard lots of stories of freelancers waiting months to get paid or struggling to find any work at all. I've got some regular jobs lined up already, so I know I'll be able to pay my rent and bills at least, but I do need to pin down some more work as ideally I'd like to match my current salary. This might be unrealistic at the start, but I'm going to try. I know you've talked before on the podcast about working for yourself, so I suppose I'm just wondering if you had any advice. Thanks so much. Oh, dear new freelancer, welcome to the ranks of the pyjama wearers. I'm only joking, I wish. I very rarely wear my pyjamas during the working day as I do not think it is good for the morale of the staff when the staff look in the mirror. Well, as you suggest, you have come to the right place with this request, which is one we receive actually on a regular basis on Dear Viv. Advice about how to strike out on your own, have a creative career, start a side hustle, go freelance. I feel more qualified to answer this question probably than any other question that might ever come into Dear Viv, as I have been a freelancer for almost 18 years, almost since before the internet was invented and certainly since before social media. I took voluntary redundancy from an office job in 2001, thinking that I would try freelancing for six months and then look for a job. Well, nearly two decades later, here I am, and I never did look for that job. Interestingly, I shared even then a goal with you and I suspect it's a goal many freelancers have. One of my main criteria in judging freelancing as a success was to make the same amount of money at least as I had made in my office job. I honestly don't think that's an unreasonable goal, but there are things I wish I'd known about the different ways you can calculate this. So let's split freelancing into two areas of concern that you've brought up. One pitching for and landing work, and two, money. 
Obviously, they're interlinked and I'll get into the availability of work and stress around that in a second. But first of all, let's talk about money and let's get practical. One of the most important things to understand as a freelancer is the difference between net income and gross income. This is really key so that you don't undercharge for your work and so that you save enough money to pay your tax bill at the end of the year. And by the way, I really recommend budgeting for an accountant. I also recommend saving 30 to 35%, maybe even a bit more than that, of all of your income to tax and spending some time working out what minimum amount of money you can work for, including tax. One of the biggest mistakes you can make as a freelancer, and believe me because I've done it, is to take on badly paid work just because it is work and work is money. In the short term, it might be work and it might be money, but in the long term, it's stopping you from finding the better paid work that will make freelancing work for you. It's a hard one to get your head around, but at some point you will find there are some pieces of work that you can't actually afford to do because they will cost you too much in terms of time, money and opportunity. And so I come to one of the toughest and biggest challenges of freelancing. How do you know what sort of work to pitch for and whether to take on certain jobs or not? Well, I would say depending on your industry, a lot of this is trial and error. There will be certain people you work for for lesser fees because there's some other advantage, contacts, visibility, prestige, and other people you work for for larger fees for other reasons. The work is particularly difficult or specialist or has fast turnaround, for example. So I think my main advice is be kind to yourself about this. Try and give yourself a bit of leeway financially in the first six months, if you possibly can, to allow yourself to make some experiments with all this and make some mistakes. Sometimes it can take a while to work out what really counts as worthwhile work. Sometimes you'll take on a job and it will be badly paid and it will take you five times as long as you thought it would. Other times you'll take on a job and it will be much easier than you expected. This is all totally normal and it just takes a while to get a knack for estimating which category the work falls into. All of this goes towards saying that one of the best pieces of advice I ever received as a freelancer was this, manage your morale. When you don't have any colleagues or a regular office space, freelancing can feel quite lonely and difficult and you may end up talking to yourself. You may end up even talking to your inbox, which is what I do. Please don't tell anyone. It's really important to manage your morale by making sure that you have regular meetings and collaborative moments, that you do fun things, that you schedule downtime, that you do some of the things that you can only do because you're a freelancer, like going to the cinema in the day. It's good to spend time with other freelancers and swap war stories and contacts, but it's also good to keep up with office friends and spend some time in their space occasionally if you can, just to remind yourself of what it's like and to get some adult company. Managing your morale, as you suggest in your letter, is also key when you're chasing money and pitching for work. You need to stay upbeat in order to maintain a constant stream of ideas about the content of your work and the people you can contact. But don't be put off, I would say, by horror stories about people taking forever to pay. You can set up systems that minimise the risk of this. You can write pay within 14 days on all your invoices and chase them a week later. 
I'll also drop the words virtual assistant in here in case you end up making very good money and you can hire an assistant. Other people can chase this stuff for you. Also, I would say talk to other freelancers and get to know who's very slow at paying up and don't take it personally. Just set time aside to chase these things. Over the years, I've found that some people are surprisingly straightforward about paying up and other people are a total nightmare. I've only ever had one totally missed payment that I had to write off in 18 years, which was down to somebody leaving the company very annoyingly and disappearing off the face of the earth. The last thing to bear in mind, I would say, is that some people are freelancers for life and others are freelancers temporarily or even by accident. I turned out to be in the first category, freelancer for life, as I love the independence of working for myself. So make sure that you're using your freelancing to do what you want with your life. Some people use it as a stepping stone to get experience and make the contacts that might lead to a better regular job. Others use it to explore new areas, get more freedom, work around their children, stick it to the man or develop their creativity. It's just good to know why you're doing it and keep the focus on that. It's good to have strategies and goals and really shape your vision as a freelancer rather than be moving from one random paycheck to the next. But it takes time and courage to do that. And it won't be obvious what that vision looks like from the beginning. So give yourself time to hone your instincts. Try and build up a business that enhances your reputation and has a bit of money put by so that you never have to say yes to work you don't really want to do because then you might as well have stayed in an office job, right? So good luck. Don't believe the horror stories and find a friend or a partner who really likes dealing with an IT crisis. All the best to you now that you're as free as a bird. that's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon and sign in to thepool.com where you can get more content specifically made by us for women like you. We hope we see you there. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.